All right, we're still trying to figure out our intro, so we're just going to say something, and then, I mean, last week we, like, did a thing, but we need to, like, establish a thing, and I feel like you guys need to be part of it. Welcome to So Far So Good. I'm Gabriel. I'm Jess. And this is where we do life Welcome to together. So Far So Good. We'll I, figure that out. Well, look at your shirt. It says, your hair is covering the whole thing. It says, let's do life together. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening says let's let's do life together if you're watching you see that we have some uh spicy t-shirts on and stuff like that but that's for another day what is for today is you can rate this video and review give us a review if you're listening on any platform really and if you are listening on youtube if you could please subscribe my voice is cracked and also (laughs) in the comments you can make fun of jess for her voice cracking (laughs) would be very very good so if you're new here we have start we have begun to start this new podcast that we started with a segment that we will start off with the segment's called so good or no good so good or no good and i have an interesting one for you today really so this is really if you didn't listen to the last podcast this is really where i itch my pop culture Mm, yeah yeah. scratch no you you scratch your pop culture itch the (laughs) the reverse but no that's okay that's fine sorry we're just getting the bugs out this is a new podcast we're just getting the bugs out you know (laughs) so i was just reading about blake lively we all know and mm. love Blake Lively. Yeah, legend. Married to Ryan Reynolds, who we all know and love. Another legend. My guy crush. No, I know. There's like a few, you know. He's up Ra- He's in the top three for sure. Okay. Yeah. So lovely Blake Lively has, um, she already has, I guess, mixes. I didn't know this, called Betty Buzz. Like, you know, like drink, like mixes. Oh, mixers. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought you meant mixes like mixtape. No. I was like, that's cool. So you know? now she has come out with alcohol she's come out with seltzers okay called betty booze Ooh. and i was just reading about it um i think the story behind it is actually really sweet she said um she was inspired to create this brand because she like is always making drinks for her family and friends Mm. i quote she says these are recipes i've been making for loved ones for years but i have four kids now and i'm tired so here they are in a can Mm. however that's she a good is, marketing pitch. I d- yeah, see, I like that. She's yeah. getting backlash, though, because she herself doesn't drink alcohol. So people are kind of like, oh, this interesting. Is a bit of like a money grab. So, I, so that'd be like if we didn't, if we like released an alcohol brand. Yes. But I think, so I guess my opinion of this is one, I love her. So this is the so good and no good all wrapped up into one. Yes. So this it's, is like, it's kind of Blake like, Livy. Blake Livy. Blake Lively, so good. This whole debacle that she's going through, no good. Well, it's like that makes sense. you tell me what you think of this because yeah. in my opinion, I think her husband is a genius in his marketing. And, you know, I think that does just- Does he not drink either? I'm not sure. But he does have yeah, he's a, gin, a gin, aviation American gin. Dude, I've seen every single one of his marketing campaigns for every business that he owns. He's a genius. Yes. Yeah. I think the story behind her company is nice and- that's mm-hmm. why I don't think like, oh, it's such a money grab because she could genuinely like be at her house making cocktails and stuff. And that's a great, maybe one day she was yeah, like, I like, need to just like make this a business. Yeah. Listen, the story could be, and we'll, Brian, we can write a movie about this together one day. The story could be, she used to be an alcoholic and got really good at making drinks. Mm-hmm. Then she quit. Blake Lively probably was an alcoholic, but I know why does it have to be an alcoholic? Because it's the say, the storyline okay. of the movie that we're making together, me and Ryan. She gets really good at like you know mixing and stuff like that. I think that's what you call it. And then all of a sudden, 
she overcomes her alcoholism, but then channels her energy into entrepreneurship. Okay. She becomes this crazy businesswoman and starts her own alcoholic beverage company. You're not blinking, by the way. Called I'm in the zone, baby. <laughs> called Betty's Booze. Betty Booze. Betty Booze. And <laughs> don't get them. She doesn't drink herself, but she knows all the recipes and she makes them for her family all the time. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I guess I'm just curious as a whole what you think of all these celebrities coming out with alcohol companies because there's quite a lot now. Listen, it makes sense in terms, like from, from an entrepreneurial perspective slash business perspective, it makes sense to create a product that is perishable. Totally. Because, you know what I mean? Where you're not that alcohol is perishable per se, but like you get through it. And then if you want to have the product again, you need you to go need buy to it again. It. Yes. Hence why makeup. Prime works, works so well, why makeup works so well for like all the makeup gurus on YouTube. Mr. Beast and Feastables, why that works so well. Because someone buys a chocolate bar, all of a sudden, next day, it's gone. Oh, I want to buy another chocolate bar again. Then they go to the store, buy another one. And it's repeatable sales rather than like an article of clothing that someone buys once and they kind of can have it for life or until they destroy it themselves or something like that. You know what I mean? Agreed. It makes sense, except pick another lane. Does that make sense? Yeah. It, you don't all have to do alcohol sure. things, but there might be a crazy thing. Like margins are high people yeah. of alcohol and it just is like, you know, a win-win for everyone. Anyway, we love Blake over here and wish her the best. So that is the so good and no good of today. All right, so what's this episode about, babe? So this episode is really interesting and something that Gabe and I have talked, I feel like, for hours and hours and hours about. I think a lot of people will find it really interesting. Um, it is about why we don't show our baby online. Well, we show her online, but the back of her head. Or the side of her face. And that we're going to get into all of that yeah, reasons yeah. why, um, kind of more deep. Can you say that sentence one more time for me? What? We're going to get to all of that reasons why. We're going to get into all of that comma reasons why. Uh, uh, oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. We obviously like probably don't need to do this disclaimer, but we're going to do it anyway. We obviously are not judging anyone who does post their children online. Like I, I am. <laughs> no, we're not. No, we don't look down on anyone. Like we just wanted to put that out there first, that this is something that we've chosen for ourselves. We have personal reasons why and so we're just going to share that today yeah and it's different every parent gets to choose the way that they parent their kids yeah and, and we're not trying to like that is push. their prerogative and yeah. we are trying to figure out what is best for our family and our children child right now but i do expect that we will do you want to have more in the future yes i do yeah okay you heard it here first guys but I also think like this is such an interesting topic that maybe this will encourage people, but we're definitely not trying to mm -hmm. like push like out, you know, what we believe and what we think. We just get, we get questions a lot about this. So without further ado, let's jump right in. Yeah. All right. We're going to start with our concerns and like get more specific of the why behind it. So we kind of both separately wrote things down. I'm sure they'll overlap, but do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Our producer told us to write three points each, but I wrote four. And then on some of them, I have like sub bullets. So uh, I have seven. You have seven. But I won't say them all. Okay. All right. <laughs> and I'm sure we've overlapped too. Okay. Well, one of mine, I feel like I wrote it down. Not, I didn't like say it the best way, but I said like embarrassing moments. Mm. 
this in this one isn't that of a big deal as far as like child development and stuff like that. But when you like, you know, when you, uh, your family member pulls out like, or your, your parent, when your family members are over like cousins and aunts and uncles or whatever friends from college and um, your parents pull out that old VHS tape of you like running around the house naked when you're a kid. Yeah. And then you're like, Oh my gosh. And this is typically would probably happen when you're a teenager. They pull it out, reminisce on it, and you're so embarrassed. You're like, guys, don't show this to people. Mm-hmm. Imagine having that already on the internet for like a decade and people have already seen it. In today's world of like TikTok and stuff, stuff may have gone viral yep. already. You know what I mean? Like it can happen in an instant. And um, I, I, I don't want to like force that on our kids. I feel like you might have a better way of saying it. The way that I think about it is like when I look back on my old Facebook statuses or my old like pictures that I'd post on Facebook. And I was already like a teenager at that point mm-hmm. or yeah, exactly. Just like embarrassing things that we did, videos that we made that aren't even online. I don't know. It's, it's hard to imagine that a child growing up will be happy that all of that yeah. is out there. I guess everything that is in, is being posted, it's just like obviously without their consent because they're too young to do it unless they are old enough and you've asked them. But if you think about like videos that go viral of like a baby on a toilet or like even if they're in their swimmers or something like that and maybe a child will grow up and be like, gosh, I really wish that video of me on the toilet wasn't on social media. Yeah. yeah. The other thing that is sort of similar to that topic is like if they grow up not liking that stuff, like right now if someone posts a picture of us now, like if a friend Mm -hmm. posts a group pic and and you're, you're like, oh, I don't like that. Can you take that down? Like right now they don't have the option to have that removed. Mm, They don't have a say in the matter. They don't have a say in it. Yeah. Yeah. So when I was researching a little bit for this episode, when I knew that we were going to be talking about this, I found an article that was talking about this in in specific, in particular. It was talking about this in specifically. (laughs) That I thought was just really interesting and like a really interesting take. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'll just like read a little bit. Uh, I wrote, Think about the message you're telling your child to post every moment for them to grow up seeing that. um, Mm. Like if you think about it now, it's so normal for everyone. If something cute is happening, even if something funny is happening, everyone's recording it. And I just thought that was really interesting to, to think that we are showing them that it's normal to post everything, to record everything. You're being an example for your kids. And I think how they're going to act in the future. I think that can turn dangerous. Yeah. Um, And I have a quote from Dr. Markham, which was in a Tiny Beans article that I was reading. And uh, it says, quote, it's our job to teach and model online literacy and safety. When children grow up routinely seeing photos of themselves online, they think it's the norm. We're inadvertently teaching them that they have no privacy and no control over their online image. I just thought that was really interesting and something that I guess was in the back of my head, but. I never really knew how to voice that. Yeah, that like says exactly what we're all thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We are just setting setting an example. Yeah, one of my things I, I guess I could kind of lead into that is like all of this is kind of an experiment. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like rewind to, gosh, I don't know. What's the last thing that was like one big social experiment that you kind of just had to wait? Like our generation maybe with, 
social media as like the teenage years where it's like we didn't know what the outcome was going to be like and then now all of a sudden there's like these crazy rates of depression and all this sort of stuff it's like okay now we're going through that experiment again except kids who are born with like an iphone in their face essentially or an ipad in their face and we don't know what the outcome is going to be like and then now that goes into like the topic of kids just having like devices in their hands but like when it comes to kind of like child stars on social media you know, like child stars in Hollywood and traditional media has kind of already been a thing, but child stars on social media, it's still new. Mm-hmm. Like they're just now getting to their teenage years and stuff like that. And it's kind of an experiment and we're not sure like what psychological damage it's going to cause or anything like that. And I would rather my child have like the tried and true way of being raised that is like doing things outside and hanging out with friends in person and that Mm. sort of like normal human interaction that's not this very new kind of untested thing you know what I mean yeah I don't want to make my kid the test dummy essentially is, is what I'm saying as far as like making someone a social media star yeah I do agree and I think there is a difference between social media child stars and Hollywood child stars I think there's a lot of similarities, but I think even like people listening might be like, that is not the same thing. But I think it is in the term, like when we're talking about fame and being recognized and like what that does to a child mentally. And um, even just like that, I feel like there's so many child stars coming out recently about their experiences. I read a book recently called I'm Glad My Mom Died. And that was um, Jeanette McCurdy from mm-hmm. iCarly. And there's just a lot of stories like that. I Yeah, I agree. And again, like, I just feel like I need to preface, like, we are not judging at all. But I do think it's really important to be having these conversations. Yeah, we just think about it the way we think about it. And we're trying to make the best decision for our child. And like, But back into the fame thing, I do want to, like, obviously there's a difference between, like, the Hollywood fame of a child star and the social media fame of a child star. Like, you have way less control of your image, way less control of the things you're in. You can get take advantage of way more in, like, the Hollywood scene. But um, just from, like, the fame aspect and, like, being out and about, there's there has to be some sort of, like, de- developmental thing that happens when a child grows up their whole life being recognized by strangers Mm. it it will for sure create this like thing of them feeling like this this like mental i don't know normalcy in their brain that they think that they are like the center of the world and everyone knows who they are even if they don't know strangers strangers know who they are because they're more important and it can cause like i i feel like it will eventually cause a lot of like pride issues and just issues with feeling, you know, self-important and all that jazz, you know? I think too, this conversation is interesting for us because we have this as I, as, sorry, as our job Mm -hmm. and us posting Micaiah would be giving her a platform. Whereas if you have like 200 followers on Instagram with a private account, I think it's very different. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but we are kind of like merging both conversations just because that's like the nature of our lifestyle yeah that probably we should put that asterisk there yeah <laughs> but there's there's a difference though there's there's people posting their kids to, like, to share with their family and friends on a private account not for the sake of it going viral versus like there are parents out there who like 
are trying to grow a following on the backs of their kids. Yes, which can be dangerous. Also related to child stars. I feel like I've heard so much about child stars that support their family and that creates such an unhealthy relationship. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I feel like this is something completely different that we're getting into. Another note that I wanted to say that I think is very obvious is that the more you post your child online, the more like a risk of harm or like danger mm. is coming to them. Um, I was reading yeah, another I wrote, thing. I wrote that. That's a point of mine. Stalkers and creeps. Yes. Point two. <laughs> um, I already like went through point three and four and just like this flow of conversation, but point two, we're now point two, which is point four now. Yeah. I, I had a feeling that you would have this too, mm-hmm. but there was an article that said that 86 children were kidnapped using social media in Japan in 2021. What? Um, and I just think that is so important. If you are sharing, first of all, I think, yes, what you're saying about creeps is that like, if you're posting your child at the beach in swimmers or something like there are creeps online, unfortunately, and I wish we didn't have to, you know, change what we do for them to cater for them, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. But they're well, just there. I-, I wasn't planning on doing this, but should we go into like what that one creep that was like photoshopping photos of you? We can. I think it's a very real example, but basically. a. Uh, I didn't think we were going to share this, but here we go. Do you want me to go and then you just correct me if I get the story wrong? Sure. So essentially, um, who was getting, did, who, who told you first? How did you see this? Did you just open the DM from this guy? I think a follower told me first, actually. Oh yeah, that was it. So a follower sent Jess a DM saying like, Hey, there's a guy sending photos to your followers. Mm-hmm of you and you being Jess and Sophia, my sister. Inappropriate pictures. Inappropriate pictures that he took real photos and then photoshopped. I think maybe she sent me screenshots and then I went to my DMs with that same profile and they were sending them all to me too. Very, very gross. They were they were disgusting. Um, yeah. yeah, so they were photoshopped pictures of us on the beach, even us just like H- fully clothed, out. like... They photoshopped onto very inappropriate pictures. And unfortunately, I I don't not believe. Does that make sense? I don't not believe that wouldn't happen well to kids as well. You don't doubt that it would happen. Sure. There we go. Yeah, that same exact thing could easily happen to, um, you know, photos of our daughter. Yeah. Because there's people out there who would do that sort of thing. So it's like, And maybe we have experienced because of our, the nature of our job and stuff, we have experienced like this crazy degree of strange weirdness and creeps. And like at our wedding, someone threatened to like show up and try and kill me like stuff like, like there's like, we've experienced really crazy stuff. So like, obviously we are going to be very careful probably compared to someone who has a private private account just with their friends and family. It's very different. So different. But I still think it's very important. Like, I don't doubt that there wouldn't be a creep on a 200 follower account. Like, they unfortunately are everywhere. Mm -hmm. And I think if you are posting your routines, if you are posting their first day of school with their school uniform or them at a dance show, just showing their routines, I think that can be really dangerous in terms of, like, their physical, like, you know, in terms of kidnapping and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I feel like that's pretty common and that people know that not to like post all of the information and stuff like that, but it definitely is scary. Yeah, no, it is. And, and I mean, also look at the adpocalypse that happened with, or the kid apocalypse, whatever you call it on, on YouTube that like all kids channels have the comments turned off still, even to this day after that happened years ago from like all these creepos posting like timestamps in the comments for like all the other creepos to go in and freeze frame kids videos of like these kids in vulnerable positions or like, like someone, a kid dancing and does a split and then, yeah, you know, creeps put that timestamp. It's like gross. It is gross. It's disgusting. And there's, it's like, it's prevalent. Mm-hmm. It's prevalent and it's out there and it's online. And we just don't want to be putting our kids, our child like in that position, you know? The last thing that I had as my concern, and this was one of the first ones that I like ever thought about, um, with this being our job, obviously it's a blessing, but there comes a lot of negativity with it. A lot of backlash, a lot of hate, whether it's like, you know, people like pinpointing what looks bad about you. Um, people like hating on your character. There is so much negativity that comes from this job. Mm-hmm. And I think my main like purpose with all of this is to protect Micaiah from that. Like imagine if we posted her and we're vlogging with her and doing all of this. And then in 10 years time, she can read all of it and goes back and like sees all this really harmful stuff about mm-hmm. her. Just makes me feel terrible. So, I mean, it's hard enough for us as adults to handle it. Yes. Yeah. All I'm saying is it's hard, hard enough for us as adults to kind of like really understand what our identity actually is in truth versus what social media comments are saying about us and having that like, like, like differentiating that is so hard emotionally already as an adult after we've had a whole childhood and life leading up to our adulthood where it's been our identities like, you know, connected to God and our family and, you know, all the rest where we don't want to have a child who from the age that she can read, go back onto social media and start having her mind kind of warped around these opinions about her. Mm, I think it's, it it could be really unhealthy. It's so dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. I do think it's really interesting because I think us as adults can't handle all of this, even if it's like screen time and even thinking about like me spending two days on TikTok and then getting so anxious. Like mm-hmm. we as adults with our brains formed, like at, at the age that they are now, we can't handle it. And I think we shouldn't expect our kids to be able to handle that too. And they don't even have developed brains yet or anything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That makes so much sense. It's a lot that ra- the rabbit hole goes deep. I feel like that was all so negative and I, I really hope we're not like scaring people because I just feel like that was kind of heavy to talk about. No, it is heavy, but it's like, it's a real conversation that you want to have. You know what I mean? Especially as parents, like it's a serious topic. Okay. I think it's important to give some context now for our concerns and like why we made the decision that we did. I mean, context as far as like even going farther back to like, we, we had kids a lot later than like a lot of other YouTube couples and stuff. And we could kind of, we kind of just saw what other people were doing Mm -hmm. before we had kids. And we were having conversations even back then of like, oh, when we have kids, like, how would we want to do it? Yeah. And I remember us saying like, we wouldn't want to do a family channel. Like we kind of always didn't Mm -hmm. want to do that where it was like, 
vlogging our kids like really hardcore. But when I think about like if we had a kid in 2017, I don't think we would be doing what we were doing back then. Like we probably would be posting them. And I just think as the years have gone on, more research has come out, more like conversation has mm-hmm. happened about this topic. I don't know. Do you agree? I feel like we wouldn't. I, I do agree. Yeah, I do agree. But also like I I get it. It's hard vlogging your life and then not showing your kids. Because if your kids are part of your life, unless you're you're vlogging about something completely different, like, you know, I leave for work every day and like I'm at the office and all my vlogging is at the office and that's it. And I don't show my family. It's a completely different story than like us as a couple trying to vlog without our child, but like we need to take care of our child mm-hmm. 24 hours a day, every single day. So it's like, what are we going to film if it's not about the family, if that makes sense? So one of the solutions that we came up with was that we are not going to make videos about her or videos in which she is the main character, but it's more so our experience as parents. Yeah. So she's kind of like still there and part of it in a way, but we don't show her face and it's more so about our experience as parents rather than making her the like protagonist of the story, I guess you could say. I would say we are still working through what we are comfortable with and like trying to create this balance because this is such a big part of our life and our job that we love so much. Yeah. So I think like the way that I always like to say it is that it's our job and it's not her job. And like, I want to keep doing my job because I love it Mm -hmm. and we are so grateful for it, but I don't want to force her into it and force like, force her into like having this as her job and she doesn't really deserve that. Jess wrote down a few tips actually. Yeah. So I wrote down a couple. It's not like crazy mind blowing. I feel like they're all pretty simple, but just in case anyone is encouraged by this, I don't know. Like Mm -hmm. I just thought here are some tips if you're a new parent or maybe if you want to make some changes, I don't know. Is this specifically for parents like doing social media or just no, parents in general just parents okay my number one tip if you can would be keep your profile private mm-hmm. I, so not us i know like i that sounds so silly coming from me having a public account but i just think if you kind of do want to go down this path of like i want to post my child but i don't want to have like creeps looking i think mm-hmm. first of all we need to say that no i'm not gonna say that what? You have to say it now. I just want to say that just because you have 200 followers in a private account and it's people that you know doesn't mean that unfortunately one of them may be a creep is all I'm going to say. So I don't think you're like fully protecting them. Mm-mm-mm. Keeping your profile private is you have more control over who sees mm-hmm. what. Yeah. The second thing is communicate with family and friends on boundaries, which is something that Gabe and I still do and we have chats with family and friends about like, oh, we, we don't post her or, you know, pretty much we have people show us the photo first if they want to post something. Yeah, and you, the rule of thumb is just, like, don't show the front of her face Yeah, with, with our family, and we've, like, communicated that, and, like, families had to delete photos sometimes because um, we're like, guys, we told you. I th- We yeah. told you this. <laughs> yeah, and just hopefully people respect mm-hmm. your decision. There have been times where I, I don't think people have intentionally disrespected no, our no, decision. No, 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 no. But... It has happened. 
And I think that's, it's going to happen. Like, I think people are just so used to posting, Mm -hmm. take a pic and post it. But I think communicating boundaries, like I would say everyone that we've talked to respects, like appreciates it. And um, even like friends that do social media, like know and, Mm -hmm. and kind of, yeah, know our boundaries with that. I guess with that, I'll just say like a boundary doesn't just need to be, hey, I'm not posting her face. It could just be like, hey, we don't post them in swimwear. We don't post them nudie rudy you know mm. things like that i think it can just be your boundaries in general um we don't process school uniform that sort of thing yeah i say school uniform but oh yeah some schools over here in america have school uniforms yeah private schools yeah i wore a school uniform for two years <laughs> but school uniforms in australia are like different down to like the it's socks the and you have a bow hair. in your hair and you have to wear hats all the time okay anyway, what's this that is about a separate conversation anyway oh no the, no the weirdest thing is that when you leave school if you're going to stay in your school uniform, it has to be all done up completely if you, like, go to dinner or hang out at the mall or something you're like, like that. You're, like, representing the school. Anyway, separate topic. Gosh, <laughs> it just grinds my gears. I'm like, what happened to, like, dress how you want? Like, oh, I'm leaving school. Let me take my hat off. Okay, tip number three. <sighs> I would just say if your child is yeah. old enough, ask their permission. Just be like, if you take a cute picture, hey, do you mind if I put this on my Instagram? I just think there's no harm in Mm. asking if they're old enough to like understand what that means yeah no i agree because it also teaches them like it teaches them like asking someone for permission before posting something on social media is like normal and it's a good then it's a good thing you know yeah i like that is that all your tips that's all my tips i know that they're simple but it's just like it's simple but it's like you kind of don't think about it and when you verbalize it you're like oh yeah, yeah yeah those are actually solid like we should do that you know the conversation for us is still ongoing it's like Will we ever post her? And uh, we get mm-hmm. so many questions like that too. Will we ever post Makai? Will we ever vlog with her? Yeah. Will we ever let her have a phone? Never. Ever. Not until she's 21. Not until she's 37 and a half. How do you feel currently about like how we are showing her slash not showing her? Do you think that will change? I honestly, I don't know. I we, We're not there yet. I don't know what that'll be like. I can't say definitively. Uh, Like there's certain things that I'm excited for. Like I'm excited to teach her how to use cameras, how to edit videos, how to, you know what I mean? And like have her learn skill sets of things that we, of skills that we've developed and become really good at over the years. And then even have her help with the family business. You know what I mean? If that's something she wants to do, if she's like really into editing and she's like, I want to edit. And it's like, okay, all right. Well, like behind the camera setting up lights. Yeah, exactly. Stuff like that. Like learning how to light stuff. Like that stuff is so like sick. And like, I wish I was able to have that experience when I was a kid. So it's like, you know, if she's showing interest in those areas, being able to like bring her into that fold and, and teach her those skill sets and stuff like that. I will say with that, my cousins are photographers. They shot our wedding and they have two amazing kids. And one, their girl, um, they just kind of like taught her like how to use the camera because, you know, like the husband and wife want pictures of them too. Mm-hmm. So since she was little, they would teach her like press this button, do this. And now she's so interested in photography and will mm-hmm. like go to shoots. And I, d- I the do photos think she takes her actually kind of crazy. I do think that's just so special. Yeah, it is special. Yeah, I, I think it's a really, um, I don't know. I think it's important, especially as like people who are creative. Like our children will probably show interest in some creative capacity and being able to nurture that I think is going to be really important. So I agree. I think I'm really happy where I am right now with 
keeping her more on the private side. Mm-hmm. I do think social media is going to just be changing and changing and changing and like evolving. So it's hard to tell. It's also hard to tell maybe like in five years, we will feel so different about it. Yeah. I mean, I think there's levels to it too. Like obviously one day they will have a phone. I think we will have rules in our house, which we've kind of implemented in a way already, but I think we'll become a lot more strict with it once, you know, we have all seven kids and they're seven. all, yeah. So, <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like however many kids we have and they're all like at the age where they are able to use devices, even if it's like, you know, there's a family iPad that they can play games on or something like that. Like we are, I think a rule that we will have is not allowing any devices or screens in bedrooms. Yes. Period. Like there is the living room and that's where they're all used. Period. Like that's not, they don't go behind doors. And I think a way. Rooms or away from that room. Yeah. A way to make that successful is that we also need to be a part of that. We can't yeah, be like yeah, kids. Yeah. No friends in rooms, but ours are our alarm. Yeah. And then we have a TV in our room. Like yeah. we actually took the TV out of our room. We don't have a TV in our room anymore. Um, I think we need to lead by example. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I would let them have a Kindle, right? Woo. Cause I have we a Kindle in my room. No, no, but like that, you can't do anything <laughs> on it. I have a Kindle in my room. <laughs> Dude, I'm going wild. I got a Kindle in my nightstand. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean, right? Like that is a device that, that you can only read on it or listen to an audiobook. Yeah. Like, there's nothing else that you can, you can't browse the internet. You can't, it's just a device for that thing. So like, you know, create boundaries. like family boundaries and the kind of like family systems that are put in place that will better our children and protect them, you know? I just hope that also we can explain really well and so they actually understand instead of going like oh mom and dad don't don't let me I like I really hope that they respect our experience with screens and social media and well it's also like it's it's kind of you can cite I mean I wish we kind of s- maybe did a bit more research for this episode because there are there's enough information out there now that is like proving oh, what was the stat that I saw I think it's like Teens who use less devices, I forget where I saw this too, but I, uh, teens who use devices less often reported like an average of 13% depression rate versus teens who use devices way more often reported like a 66% depression rate. And it's like, that's massive. Don't quote him on that, but I, y- yeah, yeah, I but do understand what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like, I, and obviously I'm like kind of pulling that out of the back of my head and those numbers might not be fully accurate, but it is, it's like becoming more and more, the correlation is becoming more and more apparent that using devices and using social media is directly linked to mental health. To mental health. And like, I feel like we have experienced that firsthand too. Yeah. I mean, so much of my depression has come from spending time on social media and comparing myself and all this other stuff. And obviously it's like different because it's my job. So it's like maybe even more mentally weird for me because I have to like make money from it. And then if that doesn't work out, then it's even, you know, worse mentally, but we can explain that and say like, I am doing you a disservice Mm. by like allowing you to be on social media at 13 years old. It can cause so much harm to your brain and your mind. And I don't want that for you. I need to say, I don't even know if I told you this, what do you need to say? I need to hear this and I need to know what you're going to say. A family friend. Yes. I'm not going to name names, but it's it's not name drop. (laughs) A family friend um, 
has maybe two or three kids and they don't allow them to have phones or social media. First of all, I think that's amazing and very admirable. But Mm -hmm. they're like teenagers. And um, my parents went and visited them recently and just thought it was amazing because I think, you know, she she might be like 15 or something. She went and asked her brother, hey, do you want to go ride bikes? And I just thought that was amazing Mm -hmm. because she's 15, which... That sounds like a normal thing to do as a 15, maybe for us at 15. Yeah, yeah. But I was really inspired by that. And I would love our family to be like that too. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't hold me accountable to that and be like, Jess doesn't want anything, you know. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I do think there should be more of that. I agree. So will we let her have a phone? Yes. At some point, I mean, it would probably start with like, a dumber phone. Yeah. You know, a, uh, it's like you need it, it to call me, call your mom. Yeah. And I don't know, whatever for like emergencies or whatever. But like she does not need to be scrolling the internet or anything like that. And I think it's just hard for us now to say like, will we let her vlog? Will we let her have an Instagram? Because who knows in 10 years time, in 15 years time, what social media looks like. And, and You know, I think like. We, because we've done it, we can approach it as more of like a business mindset where if she expresses interest in like doing the thing and like kind of starting her like online persona, we can be like, all right, what you're starting is a business Mm -hmm. and what you're going to be presenting yourself as is actually a brand. You need to detach this mentally from and, and kind of start those conversations really early because like I didn't. No, like I was just posting as me vines back in the day and you know, it, it was just so different. Like the, the, my mental relationship with our work now. And it's like, yeah, it's like, it is us and we're trying to show our authentic selves, but ultimately like it's a business that we're running and it is a brand that we're like putting forth on the internet and whether it is us or, you know, she wants to film, and I, I mean this for us, but, like, it, it, whether it is her as a personality or she wants to make videos about... Gardening. Exactly. And she doesn't show her face in it, but she's showing gardening tips. It's still, like, a business that you're... A business venture that you're setting forth on, mm-hmm. and you need to understand that at, at, from the start. Because of our experience in this, we might be able to navigate those waters with her oh, a little it bit. It just like gives me weird butterflies just even thinking about down the line her like wanting to do something. I'm like, honestly, I that's I'm just so wanting to protect her from this world, but there is such a likelihood that she'll want to express creativity like that. Yeah, that's what, honestly, that's what gets me excited. I think that's the difference between like, I don't know, maybe you as a mom. Yeah. You're just like. I just want to protect. You just want to protect her and nurture her. And then I'm like, all right, but. How are we going to teach this child some like <laughs> business. business stuff? <laughs> Not business, but like, how are we going to like, I don't know, raise her into just such a competent adult? Yeah. And I will say like, even though we have these feelings now about wanting to protect her, we also are so passionate about like nurturing her hobbies and her talents and mm-hmm. like what she is good at, um, which I feel like is a completely separate podcast in like. Yeah, I mean, the one thing I will say on that that has been, like, kind of a revelation for me recently, and since I'm going to use Christian words, I'll just kind of, like, lean into the Christian side of it. Um, 
it's been a revelation to me. No, the, um, oh gosh, I'm like getting myself off track. No, the, like from a Christian side is like God has given her talents and abilities and giftings that like, we don't even know what they are yet, Mm -hmm. you know, but one day those are going to come forth and we're going to be able to try and, well, we're going to notice them or maybe we won't, but it's our job to try and notice them and understand like the things that God has placed in her as special like interests and abilities that we as parents need to nurture because God obviously wants to use those in her if he's given them to her. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think I was just thinking like, say if making a video and editing is a passion of hers and she's young, I would still encourage her to do that. And maybe we just don't post them online and she can just, because you and I have so many videos like pre-social media yeah, 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 that we like made and edited. And I think we'll, there'll defi- definitely be a way to do that. Dude, I already came up with the idea. You, whenever she makes a video or whatever, obviously we can help her refine it. Cause that's like our skill set too. And she, you know, creates this whole thing. And then we go, all right, now we're going to host a premiere. Oh my God. And we do it, you know, the all whole the friends. thing, little movie room thing, you know, all the friends come over and you, everyone's who's in it. Oh, that's get, fun. You know, like something like that. And it creates like such a more healthy environment around like we're making videos and learning this skill set rather than like how many views am I getting on social media at like 10 years old? Yeah. Like, and it's know. like, oh, it only has one view. Like what's wrong with my video? And yeah. 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 See, you're a good dad. You're a good mom. I thought you were going to be like, you're a good dad. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Now you guys, <clears throat> did you hear that? I made fun of you at the beginning for your voice cracking. So now that's, you know. Yeah. Yeah. We are moving into the Q&A. So yeah. we, obviously, n- this is announced because you're watching this, but we have a secret 1,000 followers on our Instagram page right now. And so they got... What's the exact number? They got to ask us questions for this podcast, which I just feel like would have been really exciting to be like part of this like inner circle. Okay, so the, as far as like inner circle goes, I guess some history. We are pre-recording a few episodes before this podcast goes live. So we're kind of like pulling questions for the question segment from random places. The first episode, we just did a random Q&A and we we're like, for a random project that we're working on, give us some questions. But now this one, second episode, we did like a little tease at the end of a vlog in which certain people caught on, caught on and found the Instagram handle and followed the Instagram account. So they're in, they're like the first, the first OG OGs of this podcast yes, and we have 1,353 and they're all lit. So I haven't used the word lit in since 2016 wow. and they're lit. Anyway, so that is where these questions have come from. Thank yeah. you guys for submitting. Um, okay. Do you feel like it's a trend not to show your kids on Instagram? I thought that was interesting. Mm. I'll just say really quick and then you can talk. I personally don't think it's a trend. I think what does well on social media is showing your kids. We know that from a business point of view. Yeah. Is yeah. that there's so many videos we have of Micaiah that and engagement wise, yeah. like children do well on social media. They're cute, it's fun, like Everyone people loves love kids. seeing that. Yeah, yeah. I do think it's become more of a topic of, of conversation on social media. Like my Instagram explore page is a lot of like pages talking about like why child safety and privacy on social media is important. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't say it's trendy. I just think it's becoming a much larger topic. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I I would differentiate between 
something becoming becoming more prevalent versus it being a trend. Especially, like I mentioned at the beginning of the video, of this kind of being an experiment that we don't know how kids are going to fully turn out. Mm-hmm. Who are like super exposed on social media and stuff like that. Maybe everyone will be fine. And then that idea of like protecting your kids from social media will go away. But um, maybe it won't, you know. And there will be kids who've been caused a lot of harm because they've been exposed on social media and the prevalence that we now are seeing with people withholding their kids from being posted on social media was actually the right decision. I wouldn't like, it's, it's hard to like categorize that as a trend. Yeah. You know what I mean? My wife and I are expecting. Congratulations. Congrats. What are your thoughts on child social media accounts? Like we have an account for our dog. Yeah. That we haven't posted on in like, Three years, four, four years. years, probably. I don't, yeah, I don't even know when we posted on that last. I think it's different. Like, obviously, people that have child social media accounts are comfortable posting their kids. Mm-hmm. I think it can get tricky when it becomes a business and they're then doing like brand deals and stuff and making money from it. Well, I, not even that. I think that a weird part of it is also it's obviously like fully up to you. Yeah. If you want to create an account for your child, if that's like where you want to post all the photos of them so you don't like just spam your own account or whatever and you know if it's a private account but you just want your friends and family to follow it so you can share the photos of your baby i think that makes a lot of sense Sick, that does make sense it's like you give your kid their own album but the the issue with having an account for your kid and you're posting like reels or tiktoks or whatever and it's like about your kid as like the main character of this business technically that you're starting if you're trying to like gain a following from it their identity growing up as a kid is going to be always they will have no memory of their identity not being connected to a follower count yeah which is us as adults it is so it's it's so hard to disconnect yourself from that it's like oh people are unfollowing me that i'm not interesting anymore they must i must not be funny anymore i'm not creative you know like there's so much of it is tied to that and that's going to be so difficult for a child to emotionally and mentally work through in their brain. Because even as adults, you can list all the reasons on paper of why what your the internal monologue that you're telling yourself is stupid and not correct because you know your identity is not tied to the follower count. But it's They'll still be too young to be able still, to do that. Yeah, yeah. That was a really good point. You're welcome. Like Gabe, just you're so wise. Anyway, thanks, babe. What I was going to say was I think it's different. First of all, if you like are holding their account for when they're older. So they have like a username. <laughs> like if yeah, you yeah. don't post on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm like, that's, okay, that's fine. Yeah, since usernames are uh, basically all taken. Yeah, I would say that it is probably harmless if even to the follow account thing that you were just talking about, I think it would be harmless if it was private. And it's like these are just my family and friends who wanted to look at pictures of you. Like yeah. I think that's totally different than trying to like gain thousands of followers yeah do you ever record moments just for yourselves to look back on in the future with kai's cute face absolutely Uh, our whole camera rolls are just her face yes and there's like i I think i said this before in passing there are so many moments that we could post that would definitely just like go viral or whatever because it's like (laughs) so biased because we have the cutest daughter in the world (laughs) we have so many things that would go viral because (laughs) no you know what i'm talking about though it's just like not viral but like it would just get so much engagement people would Um, love it maybe it wouldn't go like viral like 50 million views on tiktok but you know what i mean like she really is such a cutie and yeah we're just yeah i don't know like we are so blessed already and we don't need to 
try and get more views or whatever by posting our daughter. That like, wouldn't be like the intention. Yeah, yeah. But we like we send to our family chats and everything like that. We send photos of yeah. her, videos of her all the time. We also have private like family vlogs that we have started to make. We only have maybe four at the moment, but um, we'll do it like Christmas. We did one Easter. We did one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, we are vlogging, but we're vlogging with her. And they're it's not going to be posted anywhere. Yeah. Like I have edited them and they're just for her to look back on all like future kids to look back on later. To rewind to that before we move on is the reason why we did that was because we love looking back at a lot of our old vlogs Sometimes we don't because they're super cringe, but like there's, there's moments that we like going back to and looking at that's like, oh my gosh, that's so cool that we've captured like these like moments of our life yeah, in such a very like personal way that it'll be cool to have those moments for her seeing us like kind of making these little videos for her, you know? And I think that's probably a reason why a lot of people in social media or even like us would be like, Oh, maybe we should post her because like then we'll have all of this to look back on. And I think our way to balance that is us having these private vlogs that mm-hmm. that they will get to see. Something else that we were inspired to do from friends of ours was we created an email address for her. Mm. And we have sent a couple emails. Um, our friends, yeah, told us that they were doing it. They would like send pictures and updates. And I thought that was the sweetest idea that they will get to look back. Mm-hmm. It's kind of having like a private, you know, social media account for them, but yeah. it's just an email that they get to see that they get to see all of these moments. And like, we have just like sent little emails and uh, I would love if I was, you know, if I had like an email address with like all of this, like history, mm-hmm. I would have loved that. Yeah. That was a good conversation. It was a bit heavy. And not all convers- not all episodes are going to be that heavy, but it was good. And I think it's like an important. Yeah, I'm, gl- I'm definitely glad we had that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys are watching on YouTube and you've been looking at our T-shirts, things are in the works, guys. Things we are have big soon. things connected to the So Far So Good brand because it is a business <laughs> because we are aware that we're running a brand to go back to my later points. Anyway, we're excited. Yeah, we're excited. We're planning a lot of cool stuff and it's uh, yeah, it's. It's been super fun. It's cool. I was telling Jess, um, when we were doing the first, when we were going to record the first episode, what did I say? It was like, I'm just having so much fun creating something new, like doing a new project with you. That was so sweet, by the way. Was it? It was like, just so genuine and just like, it was just so cute. You really were just like, I'm just having so much fun creating something new with you. I was like. But it is truly, it's been mm-hmm. really fun. I'm just excited to to hear what everyone thinks. Yeah, we, we have a lot of things planned. So it'll, in the coming weeks or months, you know, more will be revealed, I guess. But um, yeah, we're just working on stuff in the background. In the meantime, I th- we really hope you're enjoying these podcasts because we're having a lot of fun with them. Thank you so much for listening. We love you guys. And the next podcast, we have a few guests on. Which will be so funny. It's going to be hilarious. So stay tuned. All right, we'll see you next time. And let's, let's do, do life, life together, together, I think is our outro now. We'll see. I don't know. <laughs> All right, bye guys. Bye.